League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western Service crew are celebrating. And welcome back to All Out West. And what a week in Australian football. West United are on top of the table at the time of recording. The FFA Cup has reinvigorated itself. Wellington pushed back with two wins in a row. Sydney managed to get Cam Sober to score. And Milo scores on debut for West United. What's your highlight, Ben? Now, before we get into that, actually, I should have mentioned who we've got this week. This week, we have the Liverpool fan himself, Jay. Who, yeah, that's the Reds. Yeah, it's great. Um, we have Scott, who is on his balcony in Tarnit, who may or may not have had the recent virus. How you going, guys? Yeah, yeah good, good, good. Same old, same old. Sorry, Scotty. Here you go. No, sorry. Yeah, it's the same old, pretty much. Just locked up here with COVID. So. But A lot of fun all there. All good. It's the basic symptoms. Cough, cough in a sore throat for a day, and then I moved and still locked up, unfortunately. That's very lucky that you uh, didn't have any health issues with that. I know a few other people that are uh, having issues with it at the moment, so hopefully everyone gets better. But uh, what was your highlight in, in this week's football in Australia, guys? Um, well, well, we'll get into it, but date and mark. <laughs> Love it. Scotty, any highlights? Um, probably um, seeing some of the young guns get on the field and do a bit of domination, like between Milo and Theo. It was really yeah. exciting to see what future, really. Yeah, love it. Now, there isn't really any club news around the great, like at the moment, so we won't, we'll just skip right that, that right now. Do you guys want to go into the game review? Because we've got two this week. Yeah, sounds good. Sweet. Now, the first game we have was against, uh, so on Tuesday, the first of the second, West United took on the Bulls at Campbelltown Stadium in front of an alleged 2002 people. A lot of people are really like, yeah, do they count blades of grass in this? Like, it's pretty dodge, the counting there. Uh, maybe the people well, that's, the, that's MacArthur's own fault for jacking up the prices before the game again. Yeah. So. That's what they do. And we don't have Nothing a big travel either. But yeah, some backstory. There were only a handful of days post the big win over East Side Rivals City. As we spoke about, the squad was heavily rotated, which we did last week, with Nicholas Milanovic and Christian Theo Harris making their starting debuts for the club. The Bulls, in contrast, played arguably the best 11 they have. Now let's talk about the good from the game. I really like seeing what the youth and the rest of the squad could produce, with Milo, Theos, and Skatata sitting comfortably against a full-strength side. Uh, any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I thought we yeah, played really, really, really well. Um, sorry, Scott. Um, considering we had the, um, the majority of our players uh, hadn't started uh, or, you know, weren't regular starters, you had players like Milo, Theo and Jerry, which who, ha who haven't really played that much first-team football at all. Um, and, you know, we were able to get up 2-0 uh, with those younger players. So uh, it's good to know that, you know, we, we always talk about squad depth and how good our squad depth is. And I think uh, that game, or at least, you know, the first 75 minutes of that game really showed that squad depth. Scotty? 
Well, sorry, I wasn't sure if you froze or not. You seem to the screen. My screen keeps freezing and the volume keeps. I might have froze. Out, I might so. have froze for a little bit. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, you pretty much nailed it all. Um, seen some of the young young boys get a get a game and a, and a start was really good to see. Theo is really electric, and I can't wait to see him more on the pitch. He could be a really dangerous player at times. And yeah, Milo's really stepping up into a more of a center attack type of role, which I think he come off come onto the from the bench a few times last season as more of a striker, didn't he? Yeah, he's played so, a yeah. few roles for us. He definitely sat back but, a little bit more and like then pushed forward pretty much for that one goal. But lots and lots of pace, so it's good to see him getting up there and, and getting his first for the green and black at an A League level. Yeah, hopefully Definitely. it unlocks him and just takes off from here. Now, onto the notice, uh, Skatardis. He's been with us for a couple of seasons, uh, and he's been a mainstay in our MPL squad, and he's rotated in and out over the years. He's a bit of a favourite of Rudan. What do you guys think of his development? I think he's a, a better player than um, he was, definitely in his first season. I don't think he's made, like the strides to be breaking into that first street, first team squad week in, week out. I, I honestly don't think he will, as cruel as that sounds. I think he's going to be like a, a fringe player or a, ro- a squad rotation player while he's at Western. But, um, you know, he did play a very good game against the Bulls. Hopefully if he can produce – well, it wasn't the best game, but it was a pretty good game. But hopefully if he can produce that – at a minimum standard, he he'll um, start to threaten to break into that midfield. Definitely, yeah, I, I do think it's going to be hard. Do think it's going to be hard for him to break into the the side. I don't think his ability is quite up there. Whether you know, it might take him a few more seasons to really kick into that, and whether we're going to give him that long of a chance to do it, or whether he wants to stay as long. But yeah, he's just not quite ready to take that next next level to start into our squad. Yeah, especially with um, yeah, es- especially though with players like Lustica. Lustica, we sort of didn't write off, but thought, oh, maybe the best was behind him. He's been one of our best players this year. Rene Krim has just come in to that midfield, and then you've obviously got Diamante pushing forward a little bit more. But you know, um, we've got a pretty stacked midfield as it is. Uh, it's really going to be hard for him to break into those roles. Do you know who I was surprised we didn't see? Luke Duzel. Yeah, yeah, that was surprising. That, that for me was one that I, I was expecting him to be more in a rotation capacity, especially when these clo- like games that are closer together. Um, is he injured? Yeah, I was just... He hasn't, he hasn't even been on the bench, which is very odd considering how well he's done you know, last season. And Maybe he just odd. hasn't travelled to Sydney as well. Yeah, well, that's but, the thing. He he may be more involved in the um the NPL t- side at this stage, um, and not may not be training as heavy. Yeah, you know maybe, what I mean? He's still normally one of. I would probably put him ahead of Milo at, at stages. The way Giselle was performing, you know, when coming last season, he really was ready to take that next level, and you can see Diamante was sort of put him under his wing a bit at times as well. So it's it's a real odd one not to see him 
even make the bench in a game like that where we've put on a lot of, you know, youth. Hmm. Well, his contract ends at the end of this season. Um, so that's a bit interesting. Sorry, just following it up there. And I haven't seen much activity on social media. But, um, yeah, I was expecting a bit more of him just from a creative midfielder kind of perspective. And he's been amazing. Yeah. That's, that's for me, was a big loss there. Do you want to keep moving? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. So Milo opened scoring with his first goal at senior level. And what a beautiful play from midf- midfield with Theo running the ball forward with Payne getting the assist. Should we be seeing more from uh, from Milo? Should we be, should he be in rotation more often? Yes. I um, especially after scoring that goal, probably should be in um, in the rotation more often. He offered a lot, but starting games, playing large chunks of those games, probably not. Um, I know um, he did give away a pretty average foul just before half time to give them a pretty good chance, which they sort of uh, screwed up as well. And then just after halftime, he got a yellow card and he was withdrawn not too long after halftime, which I think was a good move because he just looked tired. His, his tackling went downhill and, um, you know, he's young. So he probably doesn't have that same gas tank as the other guys. Can't really control that yet. But uh, I think he's definitely one for the future, definitely one to keep our, our eyes on. Um I don't think he'll be playing full games uh, at an A-League level anytime soon, but definitely see him coming off the bench and scoring one or two more goals for the season. And from him, that would just be perfect. I think it's crucial for him at this stage. I reckon he, with the amount of games that are going to be coming, we're going to be copping a few two games a week at times. So having someone able to step into Dia's role to give Dia a bit of a break every couple of games at times would be fantastic. Besides that, yeah, he should definitely at least be on our bench. Easy. Yeah. I agree with the having him on the bench at the moment. Yep. Especially nice if... Um, yeah, sorry, yeah. especially if you're potentially starting um, Wenzel Halls and... Um, and Previch at the same time, which Aloisi has toyed with having those two on the pitch at the same time. Um, so maybe, who knows, that could happen from the start of a game in the near future, and then you definitely want a striker to bring on later in the game. So I, I definitely see Milanovic having a spot on the bench for the foreseeable future. Now the bigger question, fan of the stash. The stash. Didn't he have longer hair? Right. Um, and he shaved not, it all off, I, I believe. Happy to be wrong. Uh, it might have been a little bit longer, but not much. Yeah, I didn't think it was long. Hang on. I'll have to look it up, but keep going, keep oh, going. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry to bring up the stash. Um, uh, a number of changes were made in the second half with Risden, Kilkenny, Previch, and Wales all being subbed on, which resulted in the 74th minute goal. Do you think Prio is starting to kick into gear, Scott? Um, I'd like to say yes, but I don't think he's kicking into gear yet. I think I think both of his goals that he's had this this season have been relatively simple, simple ones. I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure they'll tap ins or something simple. He needs to get that banger goal to really get him up and running. 
No, the, uh, the first goal he, he scored against Victory was a was a good finish, but a simple finish. They've all been finishes, like good finishes, but he's always he's put like he hasn't had that many chances in comparison to someone like Diamante, who we'll get into in a bit. He's probably mm-hmm. had, you know, a quarter of the chances, maybe less, and he scored three goals. So um I think as long as his conversion rate stays up and he keeps burying those chances, um, I don't care if he scores 15 goals this season from inside the box. We need that 15-goal-a-season minimum striker, and I think we could get that out of him if he continues to play regular football this season. Yeah, I think... As Latanes banger would be nice, though, Scott. I will give you that. (laughs) I, I also don't think... He's getting used right as well. Like, for a game like MacArthur where we're leading, I don't agree with putting a slower-paced attacker on. Like, he's not your fast Wenzel Halls or something like that. Yeah, if you're going to go into defence mode, which is what we tend to generally do in the second half these days, you're not going to rely on someone like Previc to run, you know, Run down the ground and 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 maybe score a second one. I know we did on, on gonna... the, against Macarthur, but if we're going to play that defensive role, which is what we have been doing lately, he's not that he's not that type of player. I, I think the big reason he got brought on was purely because of height to defend corners and such. Because if you look at Macarthur, they got players you know like Uzcock. Um, Gianu and stuff like that. They're all very, very big players. We didn't really have anyone physically impos- as physically imposing other than Leo and Topo. So I think Prijevic was also brought in to defend, help defend like corners and set pieces, which he um, definitely got back and did. Um, obviously, I think it was the second goal we conceded to MacArthur to blow the game. Um, that was essentially almost a known goal. It was because Leo probably should have let that one go, but. Um, I don't think we. I don't think we lost that game because of Prijevic. We lost that game because no. of that sloppy giveaway due to Wales. I don't think it was a bad sub. I just think we got a bad result. Ah, and it sort of coincided with him coming on, but he did score that game. So yeah, like did. Wales set I'm, I'm, Wales set him up with a really good assist, and then just happened to you know forget his basics not, and blow it moments later. But I'm um, not saying I understand where a... you're coming from, Scott, Scott, but I, I I think it was a good substitution considering you had a lot of tired young legs on the pitch and you needed to bring, definitely bring in someone and your bench is not too deep. So who else who else are you going to bring on? Yeah, I get you, but um, it probably was a good, uh, smart sub there. But the the way it's been subbing lately, it's, look, I'm, I'm, if we're going, either, either, either keep the game style going where we're not going all back, constantly defending. Yeah, it's something needs to happen there because it's happened multiple times now, and we seem to sub. Well, to me, I think we sub all four top four of our attacking players for another four yeah. attacking players. But we went back in defence mode. Like, surely they should have put at least a third defender. I, I can't remember who, which one of which one of them was sitting on the bench at the time, but, you know, put one of them as a defender. If you're going to play a defensive type of role, you should have had another defender there and try and keep out, keep out those attacks. But we didn't play yeah. that way. I, I agree with you, Scotty. The only rationale I can see behind it is our defence is, 
our defenders did get ran pretty ragged against City. So maybe he was just trying to keep them um, off the field as much as he could. But, uh, you know, who knows? John's actually done pretty well this year defensively. He's turned us into probably the best defensive side um, in the league at the moment. Um, so I can't really fault him on that. It was a bit of a mistake. You know, obviously mistakes were made for us to lose the three points there, but uh, ultimately I think it's live and learn. It could have been much worse. Honest, I, th- I think if um, any one of us would have taken the po- uh, at least a point over in MacArthur at the start of the game. So mm. it's not the worst result, but definitely a, a learning curve. They're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, though. Like, they are a pretty solid team on paper. <laughs> and can- no, They're one of the... One of the best, I'd say. Definitely a top yeah. six side. Any day of the week. So being that competent with our, and you would say our a lot, number of our reserve players or youth players, however you want to put it, I think that's a really good indication of where this club's at and the capabilities. Now, yeah. now on that note, Lockie Rose answers shortly after uh, Prio's goal with a worldie from outside the box in the 77th minute. Could anything be done to stop this goal? Yeah, Lockie Wales just doesn't dick around with the ball. He because he just left the ball. You know, um, the the ball come across to him. He's like let the ball run through his legs, and it's come gone straight to a Macarthur player. Now, if you're up up at the opposition box, do that. You know, try that stuff. But you never let the ball in any sport. Never let the ball run across the face of goal. Uh, if, if you can't control it, you know. And what happened, Lockie Wales, uh, Lockie. Rose got a hold of the ball and, and, you know, it was a good goal, a good finish, but ultimately he should never have had the chance. So that one is as much as, like, good goal hats off, but that one's on us. Uh, uh, Jay, your mic's crackling a bit. Did you knock the connection at all? Maybe. Did you get any of that? Yes, you're just crackling a bit. Am I still crackling? It... Testing, testing, one, no. two. No, that's much better. What if I talk into one like this? It sounds like you got a pitch shifter. It sounds like late night talk radio. Valvoline. I can't do it. Welcome to All Our West Podcast. This is JSMR, and uh, we're here to run you through the most recent Western United games. I'll be your host today because uh, everyone else has COVID. All right. If you heard all that without crackling, we should be all good. Yep, much better. Um, <laughs> Scott, any any comment on that? Um, no, I honestly cool can't car- remember. I don't think I saw the Lockie Rose go. I think it, I, I went with a toilet drink. I can't remember. I missed it. All I a saw toilet was, drink? Why were you toilet to- drinking? Toilet or drink. But all I saw was, was I- Lockie Rose and um, Andrew Tram suck on that because... I had Lockie Rose on my bench in his uh, supercoach side, so that kind of made me a bit happy. Also, um, um, I think it was a bit surprising Lockie Rose didn't start. I'd say he's one of their best players. So I don't think he, started he definitely any came games. on and made the difference. Yeah, I, I think, think he started last MacArthur's last game against Wellington, and they lost that. So <laughs> shows you probably why you shouldn't start him. Definitely. He's like a now, Wales type of player when he was at City. He sort of just that brings in like pace yeah. from bench. Yeah. 
Lockies are good, but sometimes they can't give they can't give you everything. <laughs> no. Now, in a heartbreaking moment, the 88th minute to be exact, former Wu red card aficionado Uzcock had a shot which was deflected by off Lacroix. Thoughts? Chaos ball could have gone anywhere. Leo stuck his foot out. It's hard to know that Jamie Young would have had it covered and it's just gone straight over Young and straight in. Like, it's, it's a rough one to concede, but... Uh, those those set pieces again, man. They've done us. I think three, four. That's the third or fourth we've conceded from a corner this year. So definitely need to work on those. I I reckon Jamie Young was on the way there. I think whoever's foot it was got to it, and it just sort of went up from there. He had no chance. It's just yeah, he thought he was yeah, doing was... the right thing, and you know, would it, if he left it, you know, would it be a goal? Probably not. But, you know, you try and do the right thing. Because if you did save it, got kick it over the bar or whatever, you know, it was a good touch. So it's just one of those unlucky moments. Yeah. You never know when it's a split second in so close to goal like that. And that was, I think, Leo that ended up kicking it in. Technically still an caught goal, but Leo helped it through. I thought, I wasn't and he sure was probably having a man of the match. Yeah, it was. He was having a man of the match performance up until that point as well. He, he was rock steady. Um, Unfortunately, one error cost us the three points. But, um, you know, the, the form he's been in recently, probably, you know, uh, I think, well, we'll get into it, but he's got a few team of the weeks, I think consecutive ones. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I think I think he, he gets a pass. Just don't do it again, Leo, please. <laughs> now, I think West United's media manager summarized this game perfectly. It had a picture of the guy from the office. What's his name? And it said, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is we blew a 2-0 lead. The good news is we're top of the league. Any final thoughts? Well, I, I personally think West United screwed it completely up themselves, whether it was the coaching or whether it's down to the, sort of the mid field of the back players. Don't just go kicking the ball. Try and play the ball out. What we weren't doing for like the last half an hour, maybe even the last half, is we were just pretty much kicking it forward, kicking it straight to MacArthur at the half halfway line, and they were running back in, having another crack at us. Yeah, if we start uh, trying to play a bit more of the ball, push a bit more forward, spread out a bit more forward, get the ball down there, it'll make MacArthur, you know, go back towards their defensive half a bit, and you know, a whole different game. But that's not what happened. Yeah, we, we go back to, you know, it's it's something we've said a, a few times this season, you know, about the victory game. Um, we'll, we'll play 90% of a good game and then lose it in a small moments. And, you know, prime example is that MacArthur game. Um, if you look at the stats, MacArthur had double the shots, but we had three times the amount of big chances created. So it's like even though MacArthur are making all these half chances, we're making the meaningful ones. Um, I think we deserve the three points, to be completely honest. Um, up until the 75th minute, obviously we're up 2-0. But um, to get a point from the game, it's 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 probably, uh, I wouldn't say deserve, but what we deserve, who knows. Um, I think it's one of those games where it's like, it is what it is, move on to the next week and get a win. And yep. Wallace? Okay, let's get into player of the season. So Kelsey um, gave three to Young, two to Listicker, one to Milo. Leb gave three to Young, two to Didn't. 
Dillman's or Hall's Wonderless Sticker. Jay, do you want me to read yours? Because this was last week. And a... Please. And I don't have my phone on me, so I can't read them. No stress. Three to NTS, two to Theo, one to Young. Scott, do you remember yours? No, go for it. Cool. Three to NTS, uh, two to Milo, one to Theo. I gave three to NTS, two to Milo, one to Young. I won't reveal who's winning in the player of the year. And we will keep moving. And still cut Andrew. Bam. Um, guys, you want to get in for another player review? Uh, review? Game review? Game review. Yeah. Now, we're going to talk about the game against Rudan's Angels. Now, on a, now on now this is a positive note. On the 5th of 2nd, the team headed to Combat Stadium to take on West Sydney Wanderers in front of 5,987 people. Some spice was added to the fixture with Rudan recently appointed as head coach, and this did make for some interesting watching. I'd also like to preface this, but I don't really want to talk about USBs because that is a really bad topic that I don't want to make light of, okay? Just throwing it out there, guys. Um, yeah, just, I don't think it's a good topic for satire. Um, now, West Sydney Wanderers were hungry for the win, but the return of a number of our key players, mainly our staunch defence and midfield, really worked overtime. What did you guys think? Staunch defence is like an almost an understatement. They were perfect, literally perfect from start to finish, other than one shot where they, uh, I can't remember what his name was, um, one of their forwards broke, thre- few, broke through and hit the crossbar, or upright, sorry, and I thought for all money it was going to go in, but somehow it stayed out. That's probably their one and only big chance of the game. Uh, I think we found our new... I'm sorry to Mogi, I think we found our defensive partnership for the year. Nick Topol, Stanley, and Leo LaCroix. Yeah. I think that's the best centre-back pairing for sure. Tomoki's still very good, um, but those two have just been phenomenal. Um, both got Team of the Week as well for the A-League. The only Western United players and the only centre-backs. So, yeah, if that's not proof, I don't know what is. Yeah, 100%. Scott, any thoughts? Yeah, look, I think we did quite well. Again, towards the last, I can't remember how many minutes, 20-odd minutes, it was a repeat of the MacArthur game and a repeat of probably a couple other games like that. The defence was just doing the quick shot out rather than trying to play the ball out, which, yeah, you don't want to see, see every single week a constant pressure of attacking from the other team. And, you know, sometimes they score, sometimes they don't. This was one of those games that they just couldn't quite get one through. I want to see more, more playing the ball out rather than just closing their eyes and taking a kick. I think it, it worked to our favour once, which is when Wenzel Halls got onto the end of it and had a perfect chance to run down the field and have a one-on-one with the goalie. And Wenzel Halls stopped. It, it was a quite an annoying moment because if you're how you're going to play, playing out from the back, kicking over, and you know having one of the, the faster guys run onto a ball and take it towards the goal. That's what you want to see. You don't want to see him stop. He could have kept running. He's got the pace. He could have kept going all the way. And, you know, he would have been one-on-one with the goalie and where it went from there would have been different. But he stopped. And that was quite I, annoying. I think you're 100% right, Scott. Um, he definitely had pace to burn. He was the fresher player. Yugarkovic is very fast, but he'd been on the pitch for 60-plus minutes at that point. 
Dylan Winslow Halls is one of the fastest players in the league. He should be burning past um, them. I can understand he's a like, very selfless player, likes to pass the ball, and I think that's what he was looking for. That's why he slowed himself up. I think he slowed himself up because he was waiting for support. But in those sorts of scenarios, I do think you just have to, uh, you know, bite down, head down, run as fast as you can and try and at least, you know, make the goalkeeper save something. It was a perfect opportunity and, and Aloisi should have been filthy with him having a good good word about it because if, if that's how you're playing, if you're playing out of the defence... Having a guy run onto the ball, you want to see the guy run. Him, I don't, can't remember who else was one. Wales, Pieris, that that should have been their job. They're the fast ones. You want to see them get on that ball, close their eyes and run, whether they get fouled on the, the way there or get through. Or even if it gets stopped, at least they attempted it. But just to completely stop with the ball when it was almost, when he was almost free was uh, a bit annoying to see. It was a bit of a squandered chance there. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of um, Aloisi going off, I think it was in the first half, Lockie Wales had like a long shot, and it was just, you know, it was a nothing shot. It was never going to go anywhere. He just threw away a possession, and then it cut to Aloisi, and he was going off his tree, which I don't blame him for because I was going off my tree (laughs) on the couch at home. So... um, He definitely, I think Aloisi, you know, he definitely knows, obviously, he's he's a smart egg. He's been around for a while. He definitely knows what's going on out there, and he definitely knows the way he wants to play. And um, uh, I don't know, what were were our possession stats? Um, It was 31%. I was just about to get into that. Wesley City Wanderers dominated possession. Like, it was like 63. 5% 5% or something ridiculous. I did have the stat I just put into the thing. Thank you, A-League Live. But um, they really wanted yeah. this. I felt they were hungry. And Troisi had a pretty good game, considering that Rodwell, not so much. He squandered every chance, but... Yeah. So so just back yeah. on to that, I think I think that's why Aloisi was so angry at um, Lockie Wales just getting rid of the ball, because, you know, when you've got 31% of the possession, that's not much. You know, even sub forty percent of possession is really not much at all. So you're really going to make all your chances count, make all your balls count when you're not getting the ball that much. And it looked like we we'd set up also to be willing to invite that pressure on and break. So you really can't be throwing chances away like that. Hundred percent. Just to clarify, it is thirty one percent of uh, possession. Yeah, which is re- really really low, especially considering we won. Really that's on that note. That's what you see a lot of the lower clubs in something like the EPL do. They sit back, defend, and try and play the ball over the top. And that's 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 what we, we seem to be doing. And with our, with our team, we shouldn't be doing that way. We should be trying to play the ball out using our classy midfield to sort of get more of an attack going rather than sitting back ready to defend. Um, yeah. Can I just also mention something quickly? When you when you say our team, um, we uh, I don't know about you boys, but I'd say we had pretty much a near full strength lineup, at mm. least you know eighty five percent. I would, I just want to go over the bench quickly because I think it might be the most stacked bench we've ever had. I'll just go through it now. Tomoki Mai, Rene Crin in his first game. Shout out Milanovic. Dylan Parias, Ryan Scott, Thea Harris, and Wenzel Halls. 
Honestly, I would not be mad if anyone, if not most of those players, started, let alone were on the bench. I think that's um, a good indication of where we're going. That, that, and that was one other thing. What, one of the subs towards the end of the game, you guys saw how we were playing that defensive, more of a defensive role towards the second half. Why wasn't Imai on there as well? You know he's a, he could defend anywhere. He's got pace. He's got strength. If that's how we're playing our game style, a bit more of a defensive, I would have liked to see someone like Imai and his, you know, his, his physicality out there, try to boss the ball around a bit, and just not let people run past him as easy. Then, but where would you, you know, put him, though? Else. Anyway, where would you put so him? Just, just to in the midfield. quickly. Um, the, if you remember the... I've got fucking a squad of birds flying over at the moment, sorry. <laughs> I thought they um, were interjecting. Yeah, they are interjecting. Arseholes. It's the Green Street um, Elite. Yeah. <laughs> when um, <laughs> Tomoki Mai got subbed off in the MacArthur game, he looked like absolutely wrecked. He was pouring with sweat. He looked like he was about to collapse. I think that might be the reason why he didn't come on. I think he was. I think he was out of legs. I think you know after playing a very long season last season and playing a lot of football already this season, um, I think he deserved a break for that game. But for twenty minutes in that desperate need, it's not like he's running too much because it's just more about him being there with his with his defensive skill. Had, had the we thing lost, is, though, I'd one hundred percent agree with you. Here's the thing, though. He had his knee iced. He might actually be like. Not a hundred percent, and it, would it be worth risking him for worst case scenario? You, you, I'd, I'd take that youngster. Um, can't remember his name. He came out. He played. He played a game last season. He absolutely dominated for us. The, uh, the youngster. I forget his name now, but yeah, I, I would throw someone um, like that in. Anyone? I don't know. If he's not I don't know how many. Are you talking about Ajacto? Ajacto? Though. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't no, know no. how many players we would have had travel with us, though, Scott, because it wasn't an, That's an it. away game. You know, you can got to get that stuff organised, you know, for travelling interstate. So um, I think he was, yeah, like um, like Wallace said, uh, worst case scenario. Yeah. You know, if there's a red card for one of our centre-backs, you bring him on. Yeah, that's that's the again. They were ba- they've been based out of Sydney for a week and a bit. Like then, they may not have been able to get someone up there with all the quarantine regulations and all that jazz. Yeah, I just I don't see where you're going to put another defender because then you're going to break your formation. Our and formation you, was you, defense. Our midfielders were yeah, pretty, pretty you, pointless. You, you, you have line. like yeah, but you have set roles in it. How they line up, how they. It. Yeah, they were. Yeah, like, I'm, they literally... The defenders were, yeah. The, yeah, they, were the defending... defenders didn't put a foot wrong, man, the whole game. Garuccio, Risden. Um, the there was one time defending. where Topol, Topol got put, like, caught a little square um, on the, on a counter. But other than that, you know, as soon as the ball went back to any sort of set pieces, we looked rock solid, which is the first time I can say that all season. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I, no offence, Scotty. I think you're nitpicking a little here. We got the 1-0 win. Um, which is something, you know, we've just said a few times this season, but I think, um, you know, you've got to remember Western Sydney are on the new coach bounce as well. You know, most teams do get a 
a noticeable bump in form when the new coach comes in. Um, so to get a win over them, you know, two games into Mark Rudin's Western Sydney career, I'll take it. Even if it's a 1-0-1, one, one, mm. I'll take it. Look, it's not quite nitpicking. It's something that's I've been on about for multiple weeks now because it's becoming a regular thing towards the second half of our games. Every week, we do the same thing. And that's just, we turn over. But here's the thing, though. Let's let's put like let's put a little bit of a different lens there. We actually converted when Rene Crin came on. Let's talk about Rene Crin coming on, who is by trade as defensive midfielder. We actually did change our defensive setup because typically um, Kilkenny kind of runs the back line and he did give Wales a spray, which is one of my highlights of the game. Not because I have an issue with mm-hmm. Wales, but because I like seeing that leadership on the pitch. But... Rene Crin came in and he actually started bossing the midfield from a defensive capacity, which is good to have to see that kind of like you call it in wrestling, like a ring general, someone to come in and take control of that. And he had to, he had a big like hip and shoulder on a dude as well. Like, what did you guys think of Rene Crin coming in and taking that kind of lead there? Didn't let a ball go past him once. Very, very impressive from the get go. Didn't put a foot wrong for his first cap for us. I wish. Um, we could have had him alongside Dimmer, you know, his old teammate, but they got subbed on off for each other pretty much, um, which I don't mind because Dimmer was, you know, he'd had his shots that he should have put away that he didn't, and he looked like he was pretty much cooked at that point. So, um, look, I think Rene Crin's probably a starter this weekend. Um, definitely comes on at some point. Um I think he's one of those players, Scott, that you should bring on if you want to defend. Yeah. Because um, he definitely knows how to do it. He, he he corralled a lot of plays into the corner, kept a lot of dangerous balls out, you know, before they were even whipped in. I was very impressed, very, very impressed with his debut. Can't wait to see a lot more of him. Yeah. Uh, see, I agree, but half disagree. I reckon Crin was a bit rusty. But you can see oh, that's in a week or two, I cannot wait to see him there. Like, you can see shining lights in his game that he played. And, you know, he, he's going to be rusty, so it's expected. But I can't mm. wait. If that's him rusty, I can't wait to see him not rusty. He's going to absolutely yeah. own that, that that defensive midfield type of role. And, you know, seeing him, hopefully seeing him and Dia there together... Hopefully it starts to change this whole second half style that we've got going at the moment around because he's a player that can easily do that, control the ball and and give it off to a player rather than just kicking it forwards because I can't see him being one of those players that will just kick the ball, turn it over. He'll control it and he'll make sure it goes to another player. And and I I can't wait to see him in action with a bit more fitness um... behind him. Yeah. Even though he was a touch rusty, um, I think he was also brought on in probably one of the hardest ways. You know, it, it's not easy coming on knowing. You know, it, it's a lot easier going on. You know, if you're a young attacker, you one nil up, and or two three nil up, and they're going all right. Let's just go out and have a fun time. Try and grab yourself a goal. He's got got sent out there and been told. You know, it's your first game. You've got twenty odd minutes, and you can't concede. And you've got a lot of good players running at you. You, you know, you're probably still not at full fitness. You're lacking match fitness. Um, 
and you know you're not allowed to pretty much attack you've got to just defend 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 the whole time so he was put in a bit of a rough spot um i think he you know he handled it handled it nine out of ten and i do agree with scott i think there was a little bit of ring rust there um keen to see his full potential unlocked same now another big... sorry that's no, okay you go you go yeah it's probably one or two games i reckon it won't it won't take he a player like him to unlock maybe one more game. It might be subbed on a bit earlier. Well, hopefully even just throw him straight in the deep and sub, and sub him off to start, you know, 65th minute or something. See how he goes with more of a starting role. It'd be good to see. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting how he'd, he'd fit into our squad because he's a defensive midfielder and we typically don't have one of the, you know what I mean? Like, it's not how we kind of line up. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, on another note, when's Diamante going to score? He's thrown everything in his kitchen sink trying to score the last few games. Um, like, soon. is he squandering chances? Should he just start passing to Prijevic? Like, this, this game, um, even though he had a couple of chances, they were hard ones and they were well defended as well. So as, as much as he has been squandering this week, I think he got more unlucky than just squandered his chances. But he's going to need a fizz one in soon or else I think we should start playing him a little further back and moving someone else a bit further forward to try and grab... Like swap him with Lustica because Lustica has been getting up there. He's, he's grabbed a couple goals and, you know... Um, like that assist to Prijevic, the headed assist to Prijevic this game was just bang on. You know, he didn't give the defence a chance to react. He's seen the ball, he's seen Prijevic, and he's gone, I'll, I'll have that. And he's just ran, attacked, headed it in. Um, you don't see too many headed assists from outside the box. So I've got to hand him that as well. Um, I think Diamante, I don't think we haven't had any penalties so far this year. No, we have have had one and he missed it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Um, hopefully he can score, even if it is off a penalty or a set piece or something like that, um, just to get the uh, ego up a little bit, you know, get yeah. the confidence up a little bit. Uh, I think it's coming. I think it's coming the next couple of weeks. Here's, here's one. This is, could be a bit controversy. Do you think Dia's age is getting to him? Because I don't think he's had a... a, a good of a season this year. I think he's dimmed right off compared to last season. Is it is it the age? Is it is it you know you know the new coach? Is it a different style or whatever? Because he he's not up to his top standard as it like he was last season. So would it be the age or a bit of you know need a bit more motivation towards himself? Can I put a counterpoint in there? Like I agree with you. I think he's starting to he's showing the the signs of age there. Um, but I think last that last year's Dia is so much more dangerous than this year's Dia. So but the thing is, this is, I get what you're saying, but this is his third season in the A League. You know, when so he's still a good person at creating, creating, generating assists and play and like possibilities. But at the same point, he's heavily marked now. People know that just let's let's mob him with people and put bodies on him so he can't do anything because he's one of our most creative opportunities. So which then means we are passing the ball aimlessly forward at times, which you've talked about. You know what I mean? And we've tried to circumvent them just being on him. So we'll lob the ball to Wales or Payne or whoever 
just to try and get it past that midfield, which is heavily stacked against him. Jay, what do you think? Well, Scott, I just that's that's I, I agree with you. His age is there, but I think he's marked heavily now. Look, I'm not saying he's going downhill or anything. Oh, well, yes, I agree way, with you. I, he's still a very good player, but I'm just saying, is it is a slight show on of him cracking a bit for his age? I um, I think if the if the season keeps going the way it is for him, I think it's his last season at Western United. To be completely honest, because I think the body's getting away from him a little bit. He just doesn't seem as sharp as he did in the first season. Uh, granted, Wallace, what you said about him getting marked heavier is completely true. He's still putting forward a lot of good balls. However, he's had some games in recent weeks. Off the top of my head, the, the big one was the Welling, the Wellington game. We lost 2-1. I think he was atrocious. It could have been his worst ever game for us. And, um, you know, he, he's not getting up in our votes like he used to. The... Um, I love him. I'd love him to stick around, uh, but his contract, I think, I think it expires at the end of this season. And I think, you know, what's he going to be? Thirty-eight years old now. He doesn't have that much more time. It's either, I think, at max, he's got two seasons left with us. Um, if he doesn't get his form up a little bit more this year, it wouldn't surprise me if it's his last season with us. As much as I hate to say that, I love. Diamante as well. Probably going to be getting a Poibo tattoo as well. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I think it's his body that's just dipped a little bit. Um, he's signed on till the end of the 22-23 uh, season, so likely pending performance and anything. We'll see him next year. I think he so, should just become... Well, it, yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah. next year then. Sorry, I thought it was this year was the end. I'd probably say yeah. he plays to the end of his contract and then that's it for him. Yeah. He could I'd, become I'd love that to see... steadier player like if we bring him as of next season if we bring him on like the 65th and if we're under pressure mm. he might be someone to bring on to sort of try and control the midfield a bit more to get something out a bit more maybe yeah i'm not sure Come on the last 20 yeah yeah god willing if we make finals he i think he'd be fantastic in the in a final series to bring on, you know, in the 80th minute, say it goes to extra time. I'd, you know, as much as, you know, he's missed a couple of penalties, but I'd still want him to be one of our penalty takers when it comes to, if it was to ever come to that in a final. So I think he's still definitely got a place. He's just, he's got to up that, his game a little bit more to be worth being the marquee, if you know what I mean. Mm. Being our main man. He's still the best player we've ever had by a long mile. Um, won the player of the season, the Johnny Warren medal. Um, but yeah, he's got to start converting these chances or dishing the ball off. It's, it's just too many wasted opportunities in game, and when like we haven't been scoring heaps of goals this season, so we're going to need something out of him. Hundred percent. Now here's a different question, and just something I really enjoyed. How was good was that offside trap with a Gower, and luckily Young saved it. Like you know those things that you miss, those really intricate plays that Rudan always did, and he showed it against us. Scott, did you see the really good shot and goal from a Gower? The um, one that hit the upright? No, no, the one where he, like, it hit the side post, Young kind of, I think you got a hand on it. No, it no, quite it nice. hit the side post and just barely stayed in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. 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 That was their best that chance was... of the game and it really should have been 1-1 there. We got lucky. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was beautiful. Like, 
I, I'm a fan of the game. Like when something like that happens, you're like, I remember what I liked about Rudan was those amazing plays and setting up a team. Like, yeah, it was, it was great to see. I just want to bring it up. Yeah. Now I want to talk about another thing here. We speak so highly of Leo Lacroix, but a lot of our losses this season have been his worst games. Should we have a plan B? Because if you look at a lot of those, like the goals we've conceded, they have been off moments where generally uh, like two to three have been from him miscommunicating with Young. Yeah, I think Leo, you take away, you add the things that he's done that have been positive for the side. Like, are you guys, can you guys hear me? No, no. Wallace yeah, was I frozen, cut out, and then I just pretended to be frozen. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. I cut out for some reason, but it's all good. No, um, yeah. um, no I, I agree. I don't think. I think um, the, the the problem with Leo, his worst games happen because he's under an immense amount of pressure, and that's probably due to the score line as well. I think, it, and it's a weird solution to a defensive problem, but I think the solution is you know score two or three goals and take the pressure off the defenders. So they know they've got at least a goal in the back pocket. Um, you know, you're going to play a lot more freely if you know that, you know, I've got at least one mistaking me for the next 45 minutes and that's not <laughs> going to punish us with a with a couple of points lost. I think we had the same issues last season as well, didn't we? Where we had a lot of pressure on our defense, defensive area, which, you know, Ryan Scott seemed to step in a lot at the times. So... Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that happen. Leo's an absolute god of a player. I think he's one of our best this season and probably I, one of the best set, centre-backs in the comp, I would have to say. Easy. I'd, I'm I'd a agree. huge fan. But I just want to bring up the comment, like, like the, I was seeing a pattern there. Let's talk about it. That's what we do. Um, shit, we, I made a meme about it with Dragon Ball the other day. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Leo Lacroix. Scott, did you see the meme? You did, I was. I've been waiting for you to bring it. Talk to me about it, because nah, did you like how, uh, so the one where? Oh, Scott, I'm gonna like. Give me a second. Um, so, I'm gonna. It's so gonna come up on the screen. In our chat, so I generally miss a lot. You see that, Scott? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. So do you uh, like? What? I. I I thought you'd like that. I've been waiting for like three days for you to comment on that. I'm like, Scott will love that. Scott, come no, on. I haven't talk seen that. About one, it. Yeah, I was so you, happy when I made that. You know me, Wallace. You know I love Joker. I think Jay's out, Scott. His last lines were, you know me, I'm, I do like a joker, and he disappeared. <laughs> and his face is just stuck there, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey, do you oh, still back. like the joker? I'm back, sorry. Yes, now that joker <laughs> meme that you made really got me, the one with Wenzel Halls and Previch. I, I I didn't put that out because that was, that was made. That was a height joke, but... Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. That one's funny, though, because, let's be real, Dylan Wenzel Halls knows exactly what he is, and Previch knows exactly how tall he is, so that one was a good one as well. And you know me, I yeah. love Joker. 
I am the Joker, baby. So I know you are. Um, now we'll keep keep it moving. Any final comments on this game? No, not that controversial. No, let's keep going. Sweet, because it's uh, it's. Um, so to summarize, we took our chances on the day and we defended well. And at this point, we're on top of the ladder. Um, now the points: Kelsey did three to Leo, two to Prio, one to Listica. Leb did three to Leo, two to Listica, one to NTS. Jay, do you remember yours? Three to Leo. Yep. Two to Lustica. Yep. And one to Young. Prijevic. No. Prijevic, that's it. Prijevic. Goal score. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Scott, do you remember yours? Oh, three to Leo. That's about it. Yep. Two to uh, <laughs> NTS. Nikolai Topper Stanley. Who thought yeah, he'd be right. coming up doing really well? One to Prijevic. I did three to Prio, two to Leo, one to Lustica. And let's move to our... Let me get the banner ready. Uh, Player of the Year comp. Now, currently, Josh Risden is winning on 51 points. Leo Lacroix is coming second on 41. Cotter Payne is coming third on 33. Stephen Lestick is coming fourth on 29. And Jamie Young's fifth on 28. But Nikolai Topper Stanley is sixth. I was not expecting that this season, and that's not to negate him. Um, he's on 24, and Kilkenny's on 23. Yeah, he's flying at the moment. Notice it's a lot of our defensive. Because um, that's what last... we... You go, Jay. For... Sorry, for our last game, Connor, play... Connor Payne played really, really well up until he got that cramp. Um, mm. Didn't, obviously, nothing really resulted, but he's he's just been an absolute pest down that left wing. I'm glad that he's allowed to play. You know, I think I've said it probably probably every podcast, but I'm glad he's able to play without the um, need to defend. I'm glad he can just play his attacking football because I yeah. truly think that's his best football. Just running in, running the ball in, crossing, and um, you know, it's it's pretty. It sucks because I think the two best dribblers in our team are Payne and Theo, and they are both playing the same position. I'd love to have them both on at the same time, but um, I'd say. Off, off past performances, you'd have to keep painting, loving what he's doing. I've got one more point on the game that yep. slightly kind of annoyed me a bit, now that you've brought Payne up. Um, when we subbed Dia, we put, was it Pieris or Wales in centre? Yeah, uh, Wales that, went in centre, Paris went in uh, the right wing at, thing. At that stage, Payne was still... In going, he was still going strong. I would have loved to see someone like Payne had a crack at the centre rather than the other two. Whoever whoever else went into the centre, I just would like to see where Payne would go. Knowing his ability, you know, he he's got the pace, he's got the excitement, he can push forward, he can play on his left or right. I would have liked to see in that stage of the game. I don't want to see it every week, just to give Payne a crack to see. However, we could stand up. I would rather see him than whoever who who else was it? Was Pierre's or Wales? Wales, I think it was. Pierre's. Yeah, Wales. I would like to see Wales crack have crack there. I mean, I think um, I think Connor Payne was just a bit too gassed at that point. You know, you saw him go down injured, and um, I thought, oh crap, Payne's injured. We're in trouble here, or not really. We've got Theo, but you don't want to lose Payne. You know what I mean? And then um, the umpire walked up to him, sort of said, are you all right? And he smiled and gave a thumbs up and said, yeah, I'm just cramping up. And then he got subbed off immediately. So 
I'd probably say that's why, you know, he, he was just a bit wrecked. Yeah, but I think that was a bit later on in the game when Deer was subbed. Deer was subbed that a lot earlier. I think it was about, it yeah, about 10 I, minutes. But it would have just yeah, been good to see someone like Payne in the centre rather than Pierres have a crack. Well, Pierres really, or Pierres isn't really, a, I, I find he's better going down a wing as well. I think yeah. I would have, if I could pick anyone to go up the middle right now in the, in the team other than our two main strikers, it'd probably been Milanovic. Yeah, yeah. I get that's, that's probably would have made. made more sense. Mm. That's that's what I'm saying. Like in that situation, you've got Parias, Payne, or Wales. That was you know that were the options at that very stage of that game, and I would have liked rather to see a bit of Payne before he did get subbed off, have a crack in the centre, see what he can do, rather than Parias. Maybe there's also just testing Price because he's still a young player that's been moulded from a right back to a winger. So maybe they want to say, hey, can we mould this guy into a striker? So maybe that's why they were throwing him up the middle. Why didn't we put uh, Kilkenny in that position? I don't think he's got braces. That's why. He's a nerd. (laughs) I I love Kilkenny. I'm a big fan of Kilkenny. Great beer. Amazing player. Like he, on that note of players who've really come in and impressed me, Kilkenny, like, I wasn't expecting him to be that, that good this season. I do love, back to Kilkenny having a go at Wales, I love how Kilkenny, he wears his heart on his sleeve. I have yelled a lot from the sidelines as a soccer fan, but I remember in one of our first games, Kilkenny walking up to take a corner, and I see a, a, another a player come up to the corner as well. And I, I screamed out, for the love of God, Neil, don't go short, don't go short. And he, he actually turned around and looked at me and just went like, what? Like, I don't give a shit who you are. Like, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Just because of that reaction, you should probably go short. I'm going to stand by. Not, I don't like court sh- short corners. I never have. But um, also worth mentioning, I think that's a John Aloisi thing because it's not just Neil taking them short. It's, um, it's all our players. But do love Neil. Where's his heart on his sleeve? He's got great banter. I think he's a great addition to the club. I hate short corners too. No short corners. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're a pointless play to me. I freaking yeah. hate them. They need to be sporadic to be effective, but let's keep moving. Now, just give me a second. If you're as a passionate about West United as we are, you don't want to miss any of the season's A-League action. The easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search A-League Live or Sportsmate in the app or Google Play stores. Links are in the description. We use it for all of our reviews and stuff like that. It just makes it easy. Information on place. It's better than keep up. Suck at keep up. You're terrible. Actually, you're not too bad, but I prefer A-League Live. And now let's move on to our game preview. Now, on the 12th of the second, we take on a depleted Sydney FC who are managing to stay in the top six due to games played. Uh, They are on a two-game win streak, and they look to bank points for the season ahead. How do you think LWC lines lads up with a heap of games over Feb? Scott. I I think... Sorry, Scott. No, Scott, Um, go go first. Look, I'd like to see... You'd like to sort of see almost every week a full, uh, nearly fully strength side, of course. So I'd like to see Kring start a game. 
I'd like to see him in Dia start, even though if it's for a little bit. I wouldn't mind at this stage, maybe with Payne and he's, you know, been a bit stiff lately, seeing Payne go to the bench for a week, have a bit of a rest, chuck Dia in. But yeah, Previch to start. I'd like to see him start. Wendell Hall's come on, you know, towards the second half. Later on in the second half, to sort of bring that pace at at that later stage of the game. So yeah, just the main people really. I Leo agree, Stanley. Scotty. Leo Stanley um, has to be there. Leo the big Stanley. one is I. Yeah, I I think um, I think that squad's pretty much done. Um, Rene Crin though, who would you take out for Rene Crin to come in? Personally, for me. For it'd be a one-off game thing. Neil Kilkenny. I think Lustig has been too good, good going forward, and I don't think we can take that attacking presence out of the squad, or we might be in a bit of trouble. Neil's been good as well, but I think Rene Crin's a better centre defensive midfielder, and he can probably be a good um, ball-playing midfielder as well. What do you reckon, Scotty? Yeah, it's a bit of a toss up there. We we play two centre defensive players, don't we? Uh, pretty play? much two. We, we we play weird because we pretty much play like four at the back, um, and three two, at the and front, and then like a Diamante is really forward. Like it's almost like we play four at the front, two in the midfield, four at the back, more 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 so than like a a four two one three or four one two one two. Um, we play a really weird style of football, but um, it's pretty much just those two defenders you can chop and change between. And I'd probably have to pick Will Sticker. Um, yeah, Will Sticker on form. Will Sticker on form. He'd yeah. have to start. But That's, then again, if you're looking a... at giving him a rest, you, you know, you might look at giving the Sticker a week off and sort of rotate it that way. Mm. Like, take nothing away from Neil. He's a good player as well, but honestly, I think he's the one that probably makes way for a week or two for Rene. Yeah, and it depends how we're going to play. Like, would he, like because obviously Lusticker and Kilkenny try to offset um, our midfield with Diamante, who exposes us a lot, but also creates such great chances. Um, how that would play off? It's 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 an it's a great problem for a, a coach to have. I don't know how I would do it, but I'm interested to see what happens. I want to see Milanovic get subbed in. I want to see Theo Harris. My biggest conundrum is Dylan Parias and uh, Lockie Wales and Connor Payne. Those three players are probably the most interchangeable we have. And I, I don't mean that to negate them. DP, Lockie Wales, they change every game at the 60 minute just to keep fresh legs on them. Very similar. Connor Payne, I would, lo- like, I would love to see Dylan Wenzel Halls and maybe Theo Harris in those two front kind of wing roles. Right. Something different. <laughs> How's this for a potential lineup? This is one I've just gone over in my head. Four four two. So back Jamie Young keeper. Sorry, Scott. Jamie Young keeper. Um, Nikolai and uh, and uh, Lacroix. Lacroix. However you say it. Lacroix. Um, obviously Risden Garuccio. Now for your midfield, you go Diamante, Payne. Um. Lustica and you could probably go Diamante, Payne, Lustica and Kilkenny. 
on or swap with Kryn and then play both strikers, so Wenzel Halls Ooh. and Prijevic. Or you take out one striker and have Diamante playing forward and add, uh, you know, Kilkenny and Rene Kryn. So you could have sort of like two defensive midfielders, a ball-playing midfielder, and then Diamante is one of your attackers, though. So it's like there's, there's a lot you can do to throw around with that side. That's sort of something that would suit us more, probably from about the 60th minute onwards. Yeah. I reckon because you don't need that full you... attack, but you've got that yeah. control in the centre. Because I think if you were to have... I think it, like we'd be literally unstoppable if you had Neil and Rene Crin to be able to come back, to be in those holding positions in the midfield, in the centre of the midfield. That that would just be defensively stacked and we'd just be a, uh, the Great Wall of the West. I don't think we will score much, honestly, in that. That's more of a controlling yeah. game type of play. That'd be yeah. perfect. Like I said, second half onwards, that'd be a perfect scenario because that's generally when we're up. And it's generally when we go back into defence mode. Now, that type of team would be more of a controlling team and we would do a lot more push forwards than what we are currently in the defence mode. And yeah, it'll be, you, I'd, you, that, I'd actually really enjoy to see that. That could be a good counter-attacking team as well because if you've got um, Diamante still in the squad as well as Dylan Wenzel-Halls and Connor Payne, you could park the bus, you know, with Crin and... Um, Kill Kenny Six in the defense. midfield with the rest of our defenders, and then just counter attack. So if we're playing victory one day and they're killing us, you can and you can make those changes. You know we could just sit back, soak up the pressure, and then hit them on the hop. So I, I think we've definitely got there's so many pieces to the puzzle, which is our squad at the moment. We've got so many different ways of playing. It's exciting because you can throw out so many different squads. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and this, that's what I want to start seeing a lot more soon because. Look, I get he's, Alois has taken the, the defensive approach at the start of the season. But now we're starting to move on through that. We've got we've nailed the defensive side of it, really. Now, we, now we've got to start moving it to, you know, let's start getting some more than one goal. Let's get a couple goals. Let's get we a couple goals. We have got our show. couple. We just yeah. need a couple goals and a win. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we haven't done. And, you know, look... That's what I want to see now. I want to see a bit more, a bit more of an attack on a roll, whether it's you know a rebound goal, a rebound setup, or anything. I just need to see something to look forward to, rather than sitting there nervously waiting, you know, half expecting the other team to score. Without flogging that... the dead horse, because we do want more goals. I think now that Previc is a bit more fit, I think we'll start getting them. To be completely honest, um, score predictions, Jay. Three nil. Weston. Scott. One now. Weston. <laughs> Who's the Two goal one. Scott. Own goal. Own goal. Own goal. <laughs> uh, who's going to score it? Jamie Young, Michael. surely. <laughs> well, if you got Jamie Young and Wenzel Hall's on the run towards goal, Jamie Young's the chance. But, um, no, nah, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go with Dia. I reckon a free kick. I'd love that. Take it. That's his. Ne- um, that's his next goal. I can see it now. He's just going to nail a free kick, or a top of Stanley from halfway. 
One or the other, I'll take it. He owes us. He owes us. He promised us. But um, I, I'm gonna say two one, and let's keep it moving because we're on the one. To, like we're getting a bit like oh. getting a bit on. Yep. Let's so, go into that, the tip. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cut it out. But um, side note: no one scored in City versus Jets yet. For the people wanting to watch that. Um, oh shit! Is that McLaren start? Who cares? Uh, no one cares about yeah, that. Yeah, I'll league. look it up later. Yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Let's get it done. Okay, so currently winning, we have uh, Woodster99, who's been in the lead for a while now. Second, Methodical Flamethrower. Third, Christopher Russell. Atrax is coming fourth. I don't know how he's burning me because he's getting owned in his own dream league. Um, uh, for fifth, we have Dejoga Baby, which is UJ. Uh, minimum oh, yeah, Chip, Jules, I'm All That Pest, Jeff FFS. Oh, wait, no, you. Jeff's ninth. Um, sure, uh, Nick, you ain't winning, buddy. Um, I want to shout out um, Crossbar Capers. Yo, when are you guys going to come back with some stuff here? Uh, we miss you guys. Levy's coming 17th. What's your username this year, Scott? Oh, look at Scott. I don't 21st. know. I haven't done my team. I, I think I've only yeah, done wait, two rounds. I noticed. Oh, not Harris Mania. But yeah, so remember, we've got a good prize coming for that. It's going to be a good one. Now, next on the run sheet. Is around the grounds, and let's try to keep this short. But on the eighth of the second, Wellington announced that the game against Victory the next day, which is when this will be released on the ninth of the second, will be played behind closed doors due to their being unable to find a local commercial partner. So, long story short, is to offset the loss of revenue with game day sales because obviously they're not based there. They partner with a local business to sell advertising space and whatnot to break even. What's bad is they were unable to find someone to lock in to make the the game viable so it's being done behind closed doors we can all still watch what do you think about this jay is it a a worry with the wollongong wolves big push into the a-league i think it fucking sucks to be completely honest we need to get wellington back over in wellington asap you know i, I hope the, new zealand get the their shit open? together and open up because they need to be playing games in wellington again i feel i feel for wellington you know they should be able to play in front of a crowd but you know, it's it's just it's it's ridiculous. It's COVID, open. and it's still a blight on the game. Quite COVID, not much Wellington can do. You're not going to, you know, they're thousands of kilometers away from their home stadium. What crowds do you expect to be getting? They've been. I'm glad. I'm surprised they've been doing as well as they have been. To be completely honest, they've got really good backers. But as you're saying, Scott, the borders are opening. But again, I don't believe there's any sports exemptions. So it's July. Yeah, so the comp's going to be over by the time. So it makes sense, but they would be running at a complete loss. They would hope to like hope to sell some players like they did Sarpreet Singh to like, you know what I mean? Like, which he's still do- he's still banging them in. Um, Look, just fairness, a, just a thing. fairness, most clubs are running at a loss no matter what. So yeah, but yeah, it's a shame. I want it's to rough. see him back over there. They they, they do bring a, a new level of excitement, especially over there. They, they, they get fairly big crowds over there too. They're, they're starting to really back uh, Wally over in New Zealand, which is really good to see. Yeah. Now, what? Now this is another fun one. Melbourne Victory managed to edge out CCM 2-1 to win the final of the FA Cup. Now, I have two questions. The first one being, uh, thoughts on the rebrand of the Australia Cup with the, the video package with a lot of references to the 60s? when the initial cup competition began. Jay, what did you think of this? 
I really don't care. It's a Mickey Mouse Cup. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what victory said nah. until they won it. <laughs> nah, that's what I, and that's what I'm going to say until we win it. Nah, look, <laughs> um, I'm not fussed about the rebrand. Obviously, the only reason they're rebranding is because it's not run by the FFA anymore. Um, Australia Cup is a good name for it. Yeah, yeah. Like Australia Cup's a good name for it because it ex- it excludes the lower teams like Wellington. So um, I think they're in it still. Uh-huh. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the only yeah you've got international clubs in the in the Australia Cup, but you know it's it's a good name for it. It's going to be the same competition essentially. It just it's it's like um, I've been watching a lot of Simpsons recently. I'm going to quote the Malibu Stacy episode where. You know, it's the same the same Malibu Stacey doll, but with a new hat, and everyone goes nuts. Yeah, well, it's, let's, it's the same let's, thing. Let's put some nuance to that. So, on the New Zealand thing, it's actually part of our constitution that they can join at any point. Like we can, they can be a part of our Commonwealth. So, just that, just on that note. But I don't want to bring up uh, any of your conspiracy theories, Jay, about constitutions right now. Um, second hey, thing, I've been to Wellington, but I'm still not 100 percent sure that New Zealand even exists. <laughs> Now, they're all paid actors. Big, big serious though. The Australia like having like the big thing about this is it was on prime time on a major network. It's not the biggest one ever, but it was on prime time. They put a lot of money into the production of this. That's a big change for this the Australian wide competition. That's what I think is amazing. They really backed it. Like fireworks, spectacular. They had. I think it was like three hours of primetime television on like a free-to-air network. That's unheard of yeah. for something like that. Well, I think they've done – like Paramount has been really spotty, but the stuff that's been going on 10 Play has been tremendous. Like um, the fact that they had the FFA Cup on 10 Play, brilliant. Um, that got a lot of views in. Um, They've also had a lot of FA Cup games going as well from from England. Literally every single one, uh, and like usually a lot of people are like, you know, I'm in a few soccer groups online. People are going, oh, I want the you know a link for the Boreham FC versus Kidderminster, you know, FA Cup game, which is you know that sixth tier versus tenth tier, whatever you want. You know, um, they've had literally every game. It's like you don't even need to go pirate a link anymore if you want to watch your club play. You know, you can watch it on ten play. Um, hopefully it they keep great. up. Hopefully they keep that up. Hopefully they do well with the FA, F, uh, the Australia Cup um, when it comes in, because um, I think I think Channel Ten have actually done a pretty good job with that. Paramount Plus, not so much, but you know, they're, they're starting well on the free to air. The FA Cup, though, from England, that's a big, big get, and they're doing that well. Hmm. Yeah, they've just got... The, just the quality is about the only thing that's lacking, but hopefully that fixes up over the next season or so. Sort of just yeah. let them talk, give them time to adjust into it, get the HD cracking. Besides, the HD's the quality, fine. The HD's oh, there. I'm talking like, like the FA, FA Cup that I watched the other day. Oh, it, it, was shock, it was shocking. Oh, oh, really? Was it on honest, Bold yeah. or was it a stream? Um, it's a stream. It's a stream. See, see okay. mine was all right. Mine, oh, mine the was ball was, kept, was j- jaggy as hell. It, it, yeah, but look, it was free. I can't complain. Yeah. I could I could watch it for free. And, you know, like I said, hopefully this is their first year into it. I, you know, hopefully even Paramount, they, they start fixing things up over the, the off-season and get their 
act, act together and get 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 quality at all. So mm. yeah, I'll, 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 I'll allow it this season. This yeah. season. Now one now one question: Would Come Dog have changed the outcome of the FFA Cup? Jay. Yes. Guarantee it. Yes. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now let's move on to Carded. Uh, Scott, you're first with Carded. Um, I haven't really got much, but I'm just going to say the VAR check at the Central Coast victory final. Red card to that not happening because that should have been that should have been a pen and it should have been two was it two two. Yeah, I mean, I I think um they should take opt for an England model and have VAR in grounds that have VAR, you know? Yeah. Um, at least it's ridiculous that you don't have... You know, fair enough, maybe don't have it for every other game in the comp, but you can't let a final get ruined by a bad call. I think it was an average call. I think it should have been a penalty as well. I know the moment you're referring to in late later on in the second half. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got what actually a, um, a... Not a red card, but a green card, or I don't know what it would be, a, a positive... Um, maybe a, a shout out to the probably coolest dude of the week. That one kid flipping off the uh, Wanderers fans on the stream. Oh, sorry, the MacArthur fans on the stream earlier in the oh, week. I think it was. There was, was it cut the... to like probably the fifteen Western United play uh, fans in the crowd, and it was mostly you know parents and stuff just clapping. And then there was just one kid flipping off everyone. Like. Everyone, <laughs> not just you know, not just one side of the ground. He's just waving it around like it's no one's business. So whoever's taught that the kid, com- they've taught him well. Um, once you turn eighteen, um, beers are free in the crew. Just to, get, just, I'm pretty sure the commentator said that was a family of one of the players. I can't remember which players, but that was the whole family because they're all New South Wales. And because they're in lockdown, this is their first chance to see their son play for the team. So I'm pretty sure that was like the big family group of one of the newer players that we've signed. One of the older players, like Kil- I, I can't, couldn't remember which player it was, but it was someone like Kilkenny's family, or it was yeah, it was a family. So no, family. Yeah, all I yeah. know is he's the real last dude of the week, hundred percent. Real last dude of the week. Yeah. Have you been listening to the real last podcast? Is yeah, that... not for a while, but I still like using the real ass dude of the week. I respect that, that. That is good. Now, let's wrap it up here. Um, don't forget to check us out on social media for up-to-date West United content. Share, like, subscribe, and review. All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? <coughs> Free just lane. <coughs> uh, I just... Uh, sorry, I've got you the, the outfit.